Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Chad on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Reckless speculation. And welcome into uh, our Tuesday bonus scoop episode where it's not reckless speculation Thursday yet, but it certainly is a time for additional potential reckless speculation. Zolgad, Declan Goff, executive producer extraordinaire, and Darren Doogie Wilson, who comes to us with the information that we so desire every Tuesday and Thursday. Happy week one of the National Football League season. Doogie, and let's start off there. Um, a, a name that you first brought up probably four months ago or so. Indomitian Sue, defensive tackle, uh, free agent on the Vikings radar. Still not signed by any team. Where do things stand at a position where I think the Vikings would tell you privately they very much would like to add some depth, if possible, with Indomitian Sioux? Well, there have been new talks, Judd. Hello. Happy week one. Hello, Declan. There have been new talks. My sense, Judd, is those talks have been initiated by Sue's camp, not by the Vikings. Here's where we stand. The Vikings would happily take Indomitian Sioux. This is something I've said for weeks. The Vikings are not budging off the veteran minimum. Mm. Now, for a guy in his mid-30s, I'd have to go to the Google. I don't know what the exact number is. Mm -hmm. It's not chump change, right? I mean, it's okay money. But Indomitian Sioux is looking for far more than the veteran minimum. So the two sides are just staring each other down. The Vikings are not willing to budge. Sioux not willing to budge on a minimum offer. Now the Vikings don't have a whole lot of cap flexibility, Judd. Yes. But they could do some cap gymnastics. If you look at Eric Kendrick's contract, they could do some things there. If they need to create cap space, they can. But as we sit here right now, the Vikings don't have much more than the amount of money that it would take on a veteran deal to sign in Dominic and Sue. They could do that. They can't really do much beyond that. But if they need to create cap space, Rob Brzezinski, one of the best in the business, if not the best, I'm telling you, look at Eric Hendrick's contract. Mm-hmm. That would be the easiest way to carve out millions of dollars of cap space if the Vikings so choose. Dukes, do we have a ballpark about how many teams are potentially interested or in on Sue at this point? Um, and is he intent on playing, do we think? Or, or if his price is not met by a team, will he probably retire? What do you think? My sense is he wants to play. Okay. Now, at the minimum, I guess I'll be surprised if we chat next Tuesday after week one when contracts, guaranteed, not guaranteed, that whole theme when we may see some veterans sign after week one so teams don't have to guarantee 
those salaries, I guess I will be surprised if he ultimately ends up signing for the minimum. Now, do I think he's getting the seven or eight million dollars he so desires? No, I can't foresee a scenario, Judd, where somebody is paying him that sort of money. The Raiders have had interest. I can't speak right now to the Raiders' interest. The Browns' interest was always overstated, so I don't necessarily see that happening unless something has changed in the last week. But the Vikings have been at least answering the phone mm-hmm. going back months. And after the Armand Watts move, you mentioned it, looking for a little bit more depth on the defensive line. Yep. Like, to me, a marriage eventually makes some sense, but it's just not close to happening right this second. Interesting stuff. Um, so you you were out, out there for practice, and Eureka, locker room access is back on Monday. Talk to me about the feeling that, that you, you get as the Vikings were off today, but will begin preparations in earnest for the Packers on Wednesday. Talk to me about the feeling that you got as this team gets set to embark on its uh, first regular season game under Kevin O'Connell. They remain loosey-goosey. It's week one. It's kumbaya, Judd. Everyone gets They're along. all happy. Heck, I even think they were okay with us being in the locker room. For the first time, I was trying to remember. I believe the last time I was in that locker room in Egan was the day or two days after the 49ers playoff loss. Yes. That would have been pre-COVID. Yes. So Mm -hmm. that would have been January of 2020. It had been that long since I had been in that locker room. So that was cool. That was different. There were a lot of guys in that locker room. I'm not used to that. Really? Normally, if I walk out of there having talked to two or three guys, I feel pretty good. I walked out of there yesterday, Judd, after talking with nine guys. Our other cameraman ended up getting K.J. Osborne, Zadarius Smith. When we got back to Channel 5, we had interviews with 11 different players. I think that is a record. Do I think it'll be like that if they end up losing on Sunday come next week? Not necessarily. If they start 0-2, will it be like that on Wednesday the 21st? I would be shocked. But yesterday, it was fantastic. So, yeah, they are they are certainly feeling good. Zadarius was very happy to talk with us. Shandon Sullivan, the other former Packer in that locker room, very happy to talk with us. Jalen Rager had a nice conversation. I saw that. The new Vikings punt returner. Good stuff. Yeah, and he said, yeah, he had some dialogue with Matt Daniels, the special teams coach. He's been told, you are punt returner one. Now watching practice, so we're allowed to observe practice through individual drills, but they do special teams work right. before those individual drills. So watching the punt return work, it was K.J. Osborne, who has returned punts before, and Rager, but I fully expect Rager to be punt returner one. Sunday at 325. What what do you think the expectation is as far as actually getting in uh in at receiver is there too? Because you know, I mean, he's been he's been a bust to a certain point, uh, but but he was t- taking a spot before Jefferson, which is incredible as it seemed at the time, speaks to what uh, at least one team thought of of his ability. What do you think Rager's potential contribution, and it might not be in week one because he's still relatively new, but what might his contribution be uh, as time passes? He's going to see the field. I mean, Amir Smith-Marset was going to see the field. At least he thought he was going to see the field in some four receiver sets. We know Kevin O'Connell wants to air the ball out a good amount. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a clear drop-off. I get it. 
there's a pecking order with those top three. There's a pretty significant drop-off, Osborne to Rager. But Jalen Rager, yeah, I don't necessarily foresee it on Sunday, but maybe as soon as week two, certainly before the month is over. Week two in Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, he's one of your if he's one of your active, what, 46? Is it 46 that are active on yeah. game day? 46, 47. He's one of your 46. He's out there as your punt returner. You may as well use him, especially if you're down, let's say, two scores fourth quarter. You know, at that point, heck, you have to air it out. He's going to see the field eventually as a wide receiver. But just initially, just expect to see him as a punt returner. Also, I should know, Judd, I heard the Panthers were another team that had some trade interest in him. They ultimately dealt for Chenault, the former Jacksonville Jaguar. But Carolina had spoken with Philadelphia as well. I'm sure some other teams, but Carolina also spoke with Philadelphia about Jalen Rager. Irv Smith set to go for Sunday? He is. I mean, I said, you know, are you a lock? I'm paraphrasing slightly, but his response was, yeah, you can say that. Something along those lines. <laughs> He's ramped up activity in practice. What we were able to see on Monday, yesterday, it looked like he certainly wasn't doing anything less than what I saw before he jetted off to Miami for a few days. He went down to Miami over the weekend with guys getting the weekend off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But when I was last at practice last Wednesday, when I saw him ramping up activity, it certainly looked like he was doing all that same stuff yesterday. So it's trending toward him playing on Sunday. Kevin O'Connell volunteered that information as well. And I get it, especially on injuries, journalism 101. Why is this person lying to me? But in this instance, I feel pretty confident, unless there's some sort of setback, Wednesday or Thursday, that Irv plays on Sunday. I, I did fi- find it a bit intriguing, Doogie, that in O'Connell's press conference early on, if I'm not mistaken, he alluded to the fact, it, it was almost as if he, he was preparing us uh, for, for the fact that the injury report's going to contain more names than we expect. Because he's like, there's a lot of guys who are dinged up and stuff like that, which is funny because this training camp basically, you know, was about as uh, club med as it possibly gets. So I wonder what he was alluding to, uh, considering that the starters basically didn't play in any of the three exhibition games uh, as far as potential injuries that are going to show up, probably not hold guys out, but show up on on Wednesday when the first injury report of the week is issued. Well, Jalen Naylor remains in the concussion protocol. So you'll see that on the injury report. Jonathan Bullard, defensive lineman, who I was thinking, you know what? Blacklock, Ross Blacklock, new defensive lineman. Yeah, he's going to play immediately, but are they comfortable throwing him out there for 30-something or 40-something snaps? I was thinking, okay, Bullard makes some sense, but he's a bit dinged up. So those are two names for sure that you'll see on the Wednesday injury report. All right. Twin scoop, sir. What do you got? Oh, for Bailey us? Ober yep. pitching tonight for Fort Myers. If all goes well, the next step is the St. Paul saints. We are awaiting word on Trevor Larnick. So Trevor Larnick after core muscle surgery, the time frame given to us was six weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, we're well beyond the six weeks. Now, if you talk to Derek Falvey, He'll tell you, well, by six, I meant just getting back on, you know, a rehab assignment, not necessarily back in our lineup. Nonetheless, so Larnick was supposed to be in the Fort Myers lineup last Thursday. He wasn't in the lineup. I checked around. I was told no setback. This was Larnick's doing. 
that he wanted to get a little bit more work in offensively, defensively, on the side, not in an actual game. So I looked at the Fort Myers lineups over the weekend. Mm -hmm. No Trevor Larnick. (laughs) Off day Monday, will Trevor Larnick be in the Fort Myers lineup tonight? I don't have that answer, but that is something to keep an eye out on. I will tell you, Judd, my senses, the Twins are a little baffled on this one, that they really thought he would be much further ahead at this moment than he is. But that's just a reminder, you know, different guys heal at different time frames, right? So I'm not knocking Trevor Larnick. Right. You know, I'm not going to call him soft or anything crazy like that. But I'm just telling you, my sense is the Twins thought, you know what? Like, he'd probably be back in their lineup by this point. Like, there's some there's some flummoxing, if I can invent a word, flummoxing going on over in that Target Field front office. They're just there's some there's some baffling things on on that front. So you look at the calendar, he's not even in the Fort Myers lineup yet. You start to wonder, can Trevor Larnick even come back at any point this year? I was over at CHS Field on Friday. I had a nice conversation with Randy Dobnak. He had four walks in an appearance on Thursday. Yep. That's not Randy. We can question the velo. We can question a lot of things about Randy. Control, not one of the things we can question. But it's clear the finger is still creating some discomfort. Mm. Now, he was better in his next outing. It was over the weekend. Sure. He did bounce back a little bit. I guess what I'm getting at is, even with that five-year contract, easy, easy guy to root for. It was great to see Randy in person. Like, I just I can't foresee a scenario where Randy is in that Twins bullpen this year. Let's just hit the reset button, finish out the year with the St. Paul Saints, you know, hit the reset button and get ready to go for 2023 spring training. On the other hand, Josh Winder looks great, told me he feels great. He spent a month in Fort Myers earlier this summer, did a lot to rehab that shoulder joint. He pitched well on Sunday. That game was on Hubbard Entity 45 TV. So some people watching or listening right now maybe saw the telecast on Sunday or maybe were at CHS Field. They could tell you Josh Winder looked pretty good. I saw him long tossing in the outfield on Friday in St. Paul. He looked really good. In fact, you could, hindsight, say, you know what? Why did Winder pitch on Sunday He should be starting for the Twins Wednesday at Yankee Stadium. Louis Farland, North St. Paul High School, Concordia St. Paul, super happy for Louis. I spent a a bunch of time with Louis in January when he was training at Starters in Burnsville. They had some great coaches. They've been working with him. He looked great in January, so I'm not shocked, although he told me his stated goal this year was just to get to St. Paul. He was happy getting to AAA this year. Lo and behold... He now is a 15th round draft pick in 2019. Yep. Will make his major league debut. But is this the spot you want him to be making his major league debut? Would it have right. made more sense to not pitch Winder on Sunday and have Winder make this start? Just something to ponder because we knew before Sunday that Malley was all messed up, right? So there's an IL stint. They had plenty of time to make that decision. They chose not to make that decision. They'll tell you, Varland is ready to go. He's not a young guy. You know, he's in his mid-20s. We're not talking about a 21 or 22-year-old. Right. 
or a teenager, the velo is fantastic. And he's really worked on his off-speed stuff. So the Twins will tell you he's best suited to have success tomorrow night. I just think that's a really tough spot. Even with the Yankees issues, second-worst record in the league going back the last six weeks, all the injuries they have, Mm -hmm. to me that's a really tough spot for a guy to be making his Major League debut at Yankee Stadium. Okay, so Winder and Ober, when they're prepared to come back here, are they starters or bullpen guys? Like, like bullpen. Yeah. What's neither, their role? Neither as a starter. Okay. Yeah. Neither as a starter. I'm just saying what you could have done is you could have used Winder for four innings. I mean, he threw four innings I on gotcha. Sunday. He could have given you four innings. But the bullpen options tomorrow. Bullpen options in, in the yeah. big leagues. And okay. To me, the the easy moves are you DFA Pagan, you DFA Aaron Sanchez. It's really not that hard, you know, because. You need a 40-man spot, in fact, for Varland tomorrow. Yeah. So that, to me, is the easy DFA Pagan, but they may choose the DFA They'll, Sanchez. They will. But it's not that hard to create the 40-man spot than the 28-man spot. The other thing I could foresee them doing with Varland, yep. our good buddy Jake told me to look into this. It makes a lot of sense. Let me see if I can run this idea by you. It was more speculation. Maybe this fits better on Thursday. No, go ahead. Reckless speculation. But this is pretty good. We'll dabble. So the Twins call up Varland, immediately option him after the game tomorrow night. Yep. Call him back up as the 29th man for the doubleheader in Cleveland next week. There's a doubleheader in Cleveland. Yep. So the Twins can call up a 29th man. So we call him back up for that. Mm-hmm. Then return him to St. Paul after that start. Then you can call him up for good on September 23rd. Just thinking through that, it makes a lot of sense. Like after he pitches tomorrow, Mm -hmm. you don't need him for a bit. So you could immediately option him after his start tomorrow. But nonetheless, pretty cool that a 15th round pick, a local kid, is about to make his major league debut. Um, On Mally, how much heat does this team deserve now for for acquiring since – the deadline 2019 and Sam Dyson, a third pitcher who had a medical problem, which by, and, and you know, I am loath to dump on doctors and, and medical staff because it's dangerous. It's a slippery slope to go down. Uh, and I know that the poll ads don't like to ask a lot of questions, but Darren, I would think that we're to a point here where this is concerning. Like this is the third time that you have acquired a, a pitcher, and in this case, there was no. Um, oh, you know, if he's hurt, he's hurt. The Mally one's really bad. How much do you think that this this uh, franchise, as a whole, from the very top, needs to begin asking questions about what the process is here when acquiring? Pitchers. You know, the first one with Dyson bothered me. The second one was perplexing. And this one to me, um, because he might be done for the season. I mean, we don't know. Is damn near inexcusable. Well, I think we need to go case by case. I understand the concern. Mm -hmm. They did internally ask a lot of questions after the Sam Dyson trade. Right? Now we can debate. Did they learn their lesson? What exactly was spoken In those meetings after the Dyson trade, those organizational meetings after that season, but they did have these discussions. The Chris Paddock one is the most troubling of the three after the New York Mets said, we are backing out. So, yeah, we sort of have this verbal agreement. We're ready to make this trade, a big trade. Nope. 
we are backing out because we've seen now these Chris Paddock medical records. Agreed. Now, I still will tell you, like he came back once from Tommy John. He can come back a second time. Tommy John is not a death sentence. He's under team control for multiple more years. But the fact that you gave up a reliever, now that reliever's been a roller coaster this year, Taylor Rogers, and also $6 million that right. could have been spent somewhere else. I get the frustration on that one. Plus, Emilio Pagan and this insistence to keep trotting out Emilio Pagan, even though we know they're not tendering him after the year. Some people have said they might be able to trade him, that they would tender him so they could trade him. What? No. Like, who's taking on Emilio Pagan at three and a half to $4 million in the winter? To me, it's much easier just to DFA him here before the month is over, whether that's for Ober, Winder, whatever it might be, whoever you need to activate, Varland tomorrow, if Larnick somehow is ready, Ryan Jeffers eventually. By the way, Buxton, I forgot to mention Byron Buxton, there is hope in the next four to eight days. I wish I could give you a more firm timetable, yep. but that he should be back in the lineup in the next four to eight days. Somebody close to Jorge Polanco told me there is hope after this 10-day stint that he'll be okay. Not 100%, but Buxton and Polanco and Jeffers yep. should be back, certainly in the near future. You know, not in that order. Jeffers probably last of the three, mm-hmm. but all three should be back this month. On Mally, here's where I'm concerned. Somebody close to Mally kept me in the loop pretty good, right? Like, you know, I trotted his name out pre-trade deadline. I remember saying if there was a name to watch more than any other, starting pitching-wise, for the Twins to trade for, it was Tyler Malley. Okay, well, the Twins end up making the deal for Tyler Malley. I fully realize most trades talked about never happened, but on this one, okay, the information hit. The information was legit anyway that the Twins were having dialogue with the Reds, but, you know, that talk turned into action. Okay, well, this person, Judd, reading between the lines somewhat, but – This person is not getting back to me. I've texted this person multiple times in the last five days seeking updates on Mally. Crickets. Mm. That leads me to think, uh uh-oh, it's just not good. Mm -hmm. It's not. Now, I was there the day he threw on the mound in the bullpen, threw all those pitches. The velo was fine. The Twins had multiple eyeballs on him. Like, he looked fine. That was Monday, right? That was, I guess, eight days ago. Yep. You know, but he wasn't fine, clearly, right? I mean, seeing him on the field there in Chicago on the game mound, he wasn't fine. So I get the concern. I I do. I I get the concern there. So you, Twins fans, if they want to question the line of thinking, what is taking place in that front office, trading for injured arm after injured arm, I get it. I'm just saying we can go case by case. There were other teams – in on Mally. I'm just telling you, Judd, it was not twins or bust. Going back to the Dyson acquisition, there were a couple other teams that made offers to the Giants. Now, the Paddock one, that's the one, right? That, okay, well, the Mets had some interest, but they backed out because of the medicals. That one I get. I understand that criticism. I'm just telling you, it's not like it was twins or bust for Mally. It wasn't twins sure. or bust for Dyson. All right, sir. Thanks much. And we'll talk to you for Reckless Speculation Thursday with Phil in two days. How's that sound? Sounds good. Jake Lehman, former Timberwolves, some interest from the Boston Celtics. Chris Finch, I mentioned last week, I can't remember TV or on here, but he did connect with Rudy Gobert at Eurobasket over in Germany. Tim Connolly, Wolves boss, may get overseas to watch Gobert in France if they advance a little bit here, if they get to the quarterfinals 
or semifinal. So things ramping up for the Wolves training camp before the month is over, certainly media day, nice. then at least the first day of training camp. Then two weeks from tomorrow, the Minnesota Wild start training camp. So it is that time of the year. Fun time. Love it. Love it. Talk to you, Darren. Okay. See you, Judd. Bye, Declan. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.